0: Well, welcome to another podcast right here, Sullivan, Indiana, Crossroads Community Church. I'm Steve Hollis, and across from me is your pastor, very well, could very well be your pastor, Eddie Hammond, and uh, if he's not, he's definitely a pastor that has a bright heart for the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're so grateful for that.
1: Good to see you, Pastor. Amen. Good to see you, Steve. I, and I know you might bring this up, but now we're getting threats mm. at the old podcast. Here's a threat from one of our members. He's threatening us. <laughs> so, not to mention any names, but I'm only going to read one sentence. Here's the threat: I am the holder of thousands of flags and spray paint, and I'm not afraid to use it. I see. That's a that's does that Does that spray paint
0: have to be yellow? It has to, to be, be yellow. yellow. Oh, yeah. Happens happens yeah. to be yellow. Yeah, that's uh, do the flags uh, well, happen to have something about a G-A-S, I, I natural don't know about that, G-A-S on it or something? You
1: know, I, I don't know how to, what to do now as far as being threatened. <laughs> we don't really have any bodyguards for us no, to, to no. guard our property. Um, um, well, you know,
0: my oldest son is pretty big. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, I, I, I guess because <laughs> we sprint. Spr- Spread love and cheer and good news. It's just kind of set me back to be threatened like that. So I, well, I just gotta, you know, love your, you know, you, love your neighbor. You gotta love your neighbor and keep moving
0: on. That's, that's what we'll do. Love your neighbor, forgive them. Uh, In fact, I, I saw something very important this morning. Since we're gonna go ahead and take a look at, you know, things on our phone a little bit, let me just go ahead and re- you know refer to this real quick. It was a, it was a uh, a post. On the um, on Facebook. And this is what the post was. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive uh, uh, anyone who offends you. Colossians 3.13.
1: Amen. Okay, well, there you go. Well, we and, forgive and I, you. I think the, these poor misguided <laughs> sports people. I mean, it's really going to bum them out. They get to heaven and there's Cubs signs all over the place. I think it... I think that you know it's, you know what I'm saying I don't you know I don't open up any <laughs> can of worms or anything like that about that, but uh, it's it's I think that's just going to be a shock. Well, they'll be glad to be in heaven, but you know I I don't know. Yeah, and every, and it will be so peaceful.
0: Yeah, it will and be so. Yeah, you know, but the cubs will lay lay down with the lamb. Is that what how it goes? <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, uh, well, it's really good to have you here, and uh, we are glad that you're listening. Um, and thanks for letting us just take a little bit of time to have a little fun, and, and we hope that you're giggling with us. Uh, you know, I think that the great thing about life in Christ is uh, enjoying life, enjoying the laughter, enjoying um, the upsides, and even uh, being able to bear the downsides with one another, and I think that that's just a huge part of it. So if this this finds you in a little bit of a downside, we hope that that um, maybe even listening to this will draw some soothing, some comfort to maybe um, allowing us to to speak some truths in your life, um, whether it's something from a personal side or whether it's
1: you know a definitely well, definitely from scripture, you know. Well, that's a um, good point. We we are out in life, and and when we are. Uh, to be honest with you with the love of Christ flowing through us we shouldn't be easily offended yeah that's true and, and it's just like Christ I, I think as we follow jesus and uh, allow the holy spirit to work in our lives we are like sponges to a degree that we can absorb even absorb people's hate and 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 sadness and sickness in a sense if that makes any sense we we, we absorb that, and then hopefully what we give back is not what they give us to a degree, but it, we give back the love of Christ and understanding. You know, um, we talked a little bit about men's group this morning. There's something Philip Yancey wrote years and years ago that, that I hold of one of my principles in life. Uh, the church is the only uh, place in the world where anyone can find grace on tap. Mm-hmm. Most places has got restrictions, qualifications, uh, certain rules you have to follow. But I'm I'm an advocate that anybody can come within the context of the church. And regardless, because of the love and grace of Christ and find grace on tap, that that doesn't mean we're going to agree with their sin. That's right. But what it agrees with, that we can sit down and, and share the love of Christ with them and and tell them how much God loves them and how much he wants to be in their life. I didn't mean to get off on that. No,
0: but I think that that's that's great. In fact, I received a text this last, I guess it was two days ago, from Scott Sims, our brother. Um, And uh, Scott uh, has been here in the pulpit uh, a few times, and uh, we love him dearly. He's a great guy uh, and a wonderful brother in Christ. And he sent this. He says, you know, I was reading through uh, some of what he calls his print mentor, uh, Dallas Willard, and he sent a, a quote from him, and this is what it says, A disciple is a person who has decided that the most important thing in their life is to learn how to do what Jesus said to do. A disciple is not a person who has things under control or knows a lot of things. Disciples simpler, uh, simply are people who who are constantly revising their affairs to carry through on their decision to follow Jesus?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas Willard was amazing.
0: You know, I think that sometimes we feel like we have to be perfect, or we have to, we have to have it all together. That that really, um, you know, our relationship, right? You just mentioned the rules. You mentioned the laws on some uh, how some people look at that, but that grace is is beautiful from God it is amazing it truly is and I know we sing the song and sometimes we lose lose uh, the understanding of just what that those two words amazing grace mean but pulling that into the very fact of our relationship based on the amazing grace from God through Jesus Christ has allowed us to be heirs of the high King the God who has created this
1: universe and to know that we're held that way, Whew. yeah, that's in wow. the way that he puts up with us. Any anybody here that is disillusioned enough to think that your pastor is is uh, close to perfect, you need to spend a little quality time with Diana Marie mm-hmm. and what uh, what it what it, what it is is like to live uh, with uh, with me. Actually, yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, that's uh, and that kind of brings us into uh, Tim's message Sunday about um, a mother's love and understand it absolutely uh, he uh he he did a good job why don't you go ahead and pray steve we'll get into this i'd love to and
0: um yeah let's do it lord thank you so much for this day thank you for the sunshine that you provided through us for us and through us through jesus christ that sun uh that you shine in us and uh, we just pray that we reflect him in the words that we say today lord uh we just ask that your holy spirit the holy spirit will guide us and and uh, strengthen us uh, throughout this podcast. May the words of our mouth, and the meditations of our heart, be acceptable in Thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That is Psalms nineteen fourteen. And we love you, Lord. We
1: just pray that you be over it now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, uh, 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 basically the the, the text is in Exodus about about Moses' mother, and of course the edict from the Pharaoh. Um, Egyptian or the I, Israelites were were having babies, and I think the Pharaoh get a little paranoid. Which I think all the majority of the paranoia comes from the dark side, the enemy, and Satan had put it in his mind. Said you need to kill, you need to kill these Hebrew males because they're going to go up and take you over or take over in the country actually. Right. So that was kind of the thing. And mm-hmm. um, of course Moses' mother. Uh, Took Moses and put him in a, in a basket and pushed him out in the Nile River and were within some bulrushes. I don't know the story, but the Pharaoh's daughter came down and see. This is how God uses people in the world. And they they don't even know they're being used. They don't have to be believers. God uses people. I mean, you can see that uh, through history how He used them to further yeah. His kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so that's what happened and. Oh, she was looking for somebody to nurse him, so, you know, um, his own mother, uh, Jochebed, got to nursing. And I, I, You know, when you think about that, uh, we think about today, and it breaks my heart to see those mothers bring those children, babies, up from Nicaragua and South America and Honduras and, and give them to these smugglers or these coyotes or whatever they're called to drop them over the wall and these are little bitty kids. To take them, a, you know, a mom would have to love that kid a lot to make to want their life to be better by endangering them. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you drop them over that wall, you don't know who's going to get a hold of them. Traffickers, yeah. human, yeah. the deal in human slaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. You know, I, I it, it, if there's nothing else to pray about in your life, pray about what, what about about those children. I'm I'm at a loss for words what to do or what to say, to be honest with you. And I'm glad that's not my responsibility. But you you wonder if there's a chance that American families that want to adopt uh, can raise those children. I'm just looking for solutions in a sense. Because there's tons of people that want to adopt. And and there's so much red tape. And it costs so much money that they can't do that and we go all over the world people go to china and every place else adopting children why couldn't families in america adopt? i don't know i'm just saying it just it just pains my heart to see that and i they were talking about this farmer found these little kids and real little baby like 11 months or something they took them in fed them and gave them over to border control but boy i, I don't know steve I, I don't know i mean we live in a time that uh, I think there's two things that are lacking within the context of the kingdom and in the church. It's servanthood and compassion. Because I I think even within the body, you know, when I talk about get offended, people get offended all the time and they they argue over politics and on and on and on that we should just be concerned about who we can love. (laughs) You know, I don't mean to get on a soapbox, but that's just my heart this morning as I think about it. And then mothers... You know, Moses' mom, you know, did that, and God spared Moses because he had a big job for him. And then Tim went on to talk about that a little bit, of what Moses grew up and led the people out of there. And then he himself had excuses. Man, he said, I can't talk. And God said, I'll send somebody with you. And then he says, who's going to send? Who will I tell the Egyptians? And I, I love that passage where God says, tell them that I am that I am. That's all you need to know. Right. <laughs> So, That's right, and we think about, and you think about praying moms, and you had a praying mom, I had a praying grandma, yeah. and uh, you think about what an impact they've had uh, on their life, and how many hours and tears that they've shed praying for us, you know. So. Yeah, um, it's
0: it's a it's amazing, um, um, the process that we can go through and. And provide for others, as we've seen provisions for ourselves. This way, through prayer, through the nurturing of our own mothers. Well, and for... and,
1: and, and God bless them. And I, you, you, you don't talk about your grandma as much as you talk about your grandpa, but I'm sure she was a praying grandma. Oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> Grandma. I think Grandpa was. Um, because he was a preacher, because he was up front a lot, much maybe like yourself or even me, um, that was what was seen first and foremost, right? And he was also in the community, but there was Grandma Hollis, and she was home, and she was praying mm-hmm. for Willard, you know, her her husband, and she was praying for her for her grandkids and for uh, and and Grandpa prayerfully, you know, he himself, and they would then together pray and this this provides a solid foundation not only for your own home but provides also that foundation for your extended family mm-hmm. allowing that to be happening to where the the calling out to Jesus and that that is a relationship aspect right so it's not you know you um, I read something from Oswald Chambers this morning on his utmost for His Highest, and it was based on habits, right? So good habits can also be jeopardizing to what should be a good relationship with, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. What that means is, yeah, we we should have a good habit of prayer time or this and that and the other thing, but if it becomes a habit that and not a relationship, and we're not doing it 24-7... You know where we where the Holy Spirit rolls around and we nudge and we get up in the middle of the night because the Lord is is nudging us to pray right. for somebody yeah. and we just toss it away and say oh, I'm just bothered. No, because my prayer times at eight in the morning, so don't be bugging me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, but but if we do it in relation with our with the how we're close with the Father, then it's it's constant. It's it's this continuous. It's this mm-hmm. heartbeat it's uh the breath the air that we breathe and what a beautiful thing then because it becomes this dance that we have with the father yeah for not only uh us, not only for ourselves but more importantly about those that are in our family and those around us that he brings to us and comes to mind it's good stuff man
1: yeah i, I tell you and i you know my hat's off to moms uh, as well and i hope that uh, the mother's listening at least got a card or maybe taken out to eat or something like that. I'm big on that. you know. We, it was a little rough for me on on uh,
0: Sunday, and I know that sick. sounds weird, but that was a little rough because I usually just love to celebrate and lavish and all that good stuff, and so I've, I was sick. I had 4 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. I got up. I had a crazy headache, got around uh, at 5.30 uh, to start getting ready. I couldn't shake it. Got worse, and uh, mm-hmm. finally I looked at Stace. I said, "I'm dizzy. My head is pounding. Um, I've already <laughs> visited the uh, the restroom in the sense of uh, not keeping something down, and um, so I just can't do it." So I made the ar- arrangements. But thankfully, the band yeah, they did fine. Uh, your job yeah, and uh, they, uh, Tim and, and all the rest they but, stepped uh, up. But but I just what I'm referring to all that about is this: is that as I've had a chance to recover now and and uh, celebrate Stace and and of course my mom and also Diane mother-in-law, um, I just I just am able to extend it and uh, and and honor them. Uh, I love doing that, but uh, yeah, I do too. Hope that. Uh, Your moms uh, have been honored this last weekend. And uh, not just this last weekend, but continue, right? Look for those opportunities Mm -hmm. to uh, surprise her with a little something here or there. So, yeah,
1: it's good stuff. So, where are we going next week? Well, we're going back to Hebrews. I've I've been in there most of the year, it seems like, but that's okay. That's where God wanted me to be. How to win the race is the title of the message. You know, most of us like to win, Uh, we love winners. We say, it doesn't matter. But then people will say, well, if winning doesn't matter, why do you keep four on yeah. stuff? So that's, you know, uh, and I, I, one of the, one of the illustrations is is, is, is Usain Bolt. Um, he holds world record in 100 and the 200 and the four by 100. But I, I got a little clip of him talking about that and what he, he's talking about. He, he said that... Um, He, he said that the goal doesn't start till you finish the finish line. That was one of the lines that he said. And he talked about seeing a being a slow starter. I, I think uh, um, he said, when I'm a slow starter, I, I think that really applies to many people spiritually. Yeah, They just don't come right out of the gate and go right to the f- front and stay there. There's, you know... He said, I keep driving, driving, focused on the finish line and getting myself into the race. You know, and then what he said, he says, when I do that, nobody's going to catch me. And as you watch him run, you see that to be true. Um, The New Testament often describes a Christian life as a race to be run or a fight to be fought is that him that's him <laughs> well that's pretty cool so i'm um, showing showing eddie yeah, that's uh, pretty cool
0: when mark was traveling the world uh, he ran into balling, him uh they were at a um they were in of course they're, they're there a lot with each other but that was uh, an after meet party uh and usain and and my brother mark yeah, were together and they got a picture there yeah together, that's and, pretty you know, cool hugging each other or holding on to each other and pretty sweet. Uh, I think his records are going to be hard. to. Be, I'm telling you. And uh, it's just amazing. But uh, I, I'm sorry that interjected that. Oh, that's okay. As you were talking about it, I thought,
1: oh my goodness, I do have that picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, and that's, you know, the, the the Bible talks a lot about that being in a fight or, or being in a race. Mm, that's right. Becoming a Christian means we enter an arena where there is pain, heartache, sickness, sorrow, pressure, hardship, and even death. It is there we run against formidable competition. It is there that we our mettle is tested. And boy, if if that's, uh, if that's not a not a true statement, because that's that's where it is. And then it's one of my favorite passages, actually, in Hebrews 12:1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, hmm. you know, and it's it is like we're in this giant arena, and uh, the people that's going on behind for us are sitting in the stands and we're on the playing field or racetrack or call it what you will and uh, you as you run you look look ahead and see Jesus sitting on the bema seat with that race platform with a uh, your prize in his hand where they talked about a laurel wreath the winner would get a crown but i mean his the crowns he holds for us are eternal but and as, as you run run that race and you hear these People uh, cheering you on. You, you don't look you don't look off. You keep your eye you keep your eye on the prize. That's 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 pretty much the uh, the thought, you know. And I'm going to talk about the analysis, of the agony. All believers have been placed in live Serena, to participate in the race of faith. In verses one through three, the writer coaches us on how to get ready for the race and how to stay on track. And then he talks about the preparation. Um, verse 16 let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress and let us run let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us and you know that thing that we need to set off is the sin is is uh, lack of faith yeah you know <laughs> pastor I'd like to
0: share something uh, with you that happened last night I uh, um, here in this area we've we've got called uh, what it's called a wic uh, conference western indiana uh, conference meets that the uh the athletes in track and field uh, of course in the other sports as well but um do in different uh seasons but track season is right now i'm the pole vault coach and have been here at sullivan high school for uh 21 years <laughs> and uh uh, have seen uh, so many athletes come through <clears throat> um, my area uh, of expertise, mm-hmm. and and I have just embraced that chance to mentor and have that chance to coach, and to um, allow that to be something more than just an event. Uh-huh. And you mentioned something here as you were reading this, and um, to throw off the weight, uh, to throw off that thing. And I want to to share something that happened last night with a young gal that just started pole vaulting this year. And so she's on our team, and uh, she's a freshman, and she's just getting the bearings of, of how to do it, right? So let's just liken this to a young Christian. And here she was in the big arena last night conference, right? So we had a senior... Um, And she was vaulting, and I had a freshman. And this young gal, um, I'm going to go ahead and keep her name confidential, she just was struggling. She's been struggling for the last two to three weeks and just been having a hard time of running down. Now, she's had a couple meets before. She's she's done pretty well. I mean, um, not done bad. Uh, She's not even missed a height. So what that means is when I say no height, um, that means if you go up and you take your three attempts at a, at a height, or your opening height, that you don't make it, and so no height, right? So last night, she had been struggling to find her steps again. Struggling, struggling, struggling. And finally, I looked at her and, and I said, Hey, we're going to get into the competition. It's going to be okay. Trust me, and we'll work this out. And so we went through the first two times. Now, at this, up at this point, her prelim... Practices and everything. She didn't even get off the ground. She would run down. She would have what we call the yips. She just got down there and just couldn't Quit. get off the ground. She couldn't just. She couldn't just get up into the air. And uh, whatever it was that was bugging her, it was it had grabbed her uh, kind of deep in the soul. Just really grabbed her. So here she goes the first uh, two attempts and doesn't make them. Now she did take off the ground both times which I was very proud of her and I told her that I said did you see what you just did you trusted that we're gonna work this out and so she began to get really teary and I, and I walked to her to the side she was coming it, she was on deck or something you know two away from going again and and she was trying to gather herself and she just was losing it crying now and I just, I brought her to the side, put her pole down and I looked at her and I said, I want, I want to ask you something. What's your greatest fear? Right now, what's your greatest fear? She said that I'll fail, that I'll no height. And I said, do you realize that we, that me, I have no it. When I vaulted, I know heighted. Did. did you realize that my brother, Mark, who was a professional, got paid to travel. That was his income for a while. That he would, he traveled across the world. Went to Switzerland and went to um, the, the, the the countries over in Europe. Went to, to two different meets and then came back. And at both of those meets, no-hided. Said he was doing it for a living. He had to make money. He was supposed to jump really well. That's why he sent him, they sent him over there. But he no it and came back. He had to pick himself up and say, Okay, I'm doing this. I'm, I feel like this is my calling to do this right now. I'm, I'm going to go. I said, but I'm telling you these stories to let you know that if you do, you're going to be okay. Don't let the weight of that, mm-hmm. that overcome you. And say, this third attempt, I can't even I can't even begin to do it. I said, I want you to do as I was I'm in your corner. And I'm here, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to tell I'm, I'm going to give you one more bit of advice from a coach. I said, I know exactly where I want to put you with your steps. Listen to me. And I want you to try it. Can you trust me? And she looked at me and she shook her head and she said, yes. I said, now that is what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. She ran down. She made it. <laughs> she made it. Yeah. Now, I couldn't guarantee that she was going to, but what happened from that moment and finishing what she started out to do that day, to make a height, even at that moment, she made a height and she was able to go on to the next. Now, she didn't clear the next ones, but that's okay. She listened to me. She trusted me. Now, we can turn that right into this and say, what are we doing with the Holy Spirit? Are we listening to God's word? Are we listening to him? When we're overwhelmed and we think we're going to no height something, we're going to fail at something, are we trusting yeah. Him to finish that particular race? I wanted to share that
1: with you because it was so, it just happened last night. Yeah. Yeah, well, it fits. You know, and that's like in verse 2, the, the rider examines our stride, our steps, instructs us to keep our heads up while. We do this, the verse says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus on whom our faith depends from start to finish. Right on. From start to finish. The first word in this verse is from the verb uh, for It means to look away from all else and fix one's gaze upon. Hmm. Not only at the first moment but constantly during the whole struggle and that's they're talking about running or fighting or track as, as well. You know, that's, uh, you know, and that, that, and that applies to every, you know, every facet of life. In verse 15, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. And that's another thing about, God, about Christ being fully human, fully God. Uh, he 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 overcome that temptation to sin in his humanness in a sense and that's way uh, he shows us that you know that we can do it we can do it too yeah that's right and it talks about our attitude while running think about all he endured when this is verse 3 think about all he endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him so that you don't become weary and give up mm. So and then I I end up with talking about our applications to keep us keep us from quitting because I think a lot of times we have a tendency to oh, just yeah. want to throw in a towel for sure. First, you claim the grace to persevere, and uh, it's talking about getting our second win, and then secondly, remember you you're never alone; that He never leaves us, and then uh, and then. if you feel more like giving up than than pressing on don't lose hope with every painful step your muscles of faith are becoming lean and strong and with every wheezing breath you're drawing closer to the finish line you know you know first we've got to claim the grace to persevere and then, uh, and, and and like i said secondly you're never you're never alone you know and that's the point it gets down to our lives when when you know as we run as we look around and see these other runners, do we encourage them or are we just so focused on ourselves? It helps, it helps to, to do that, too, uh, to look out and, and, and to encourage others. You know, um, that's... John Bailey said, I think the, that this Christian way wherein I walk is not untried or uncharted road, but a road beaten hard by the footsteps of saints, apostles, prophets... And martyrs, you know, and that's the thing. Uh, people has gone on before us. That's right. It's, it's great cloud of witnesses. <laughs> and that's exactly right. And that's what, you know, that's that's what he's that's that's what he's talking about. Um, uh, you know, and us- Usain Bolt said the goal begins at the finish line. And that's the point. We don't we don't know what what that looks like but uh, we know it's going to be grand <laughs> and glorious mm-hmm. when, when we get there our rewards aren't here yeah people encouragement encourage us and maybe you're in a situation where you do win a trophy or get acknowledged but that, that's uh, our rewards from God are when we see him face to face because they're eternal Rewards, eternal, eternal. All Everything else will got. fade away. Absolutely. All this stuff we got on our shelves and on our walls that we hold dear, we're gonna to have to leave that here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're not taking. You know, it's like Job said, "Naked I came from the womb, naked to the earth." In a sense, I will return. That's
0: right. I don't.
1: I, you know. We're not taking any of it. The only thing we're taking is what we've done for Christ. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Look at all the pharaohs that have. Uh, oh were, were, were buried with. All of these uh, uh, gold and all these different things that they thought they could take with in the afterlife. In They'd
1: bury people alive with them.
0: Yeah, it's just cra- their it, servants and yeah. stuff. It's crazy. Now that's nuts. Absolutely thinking that they would be there to support them or to <laughs> to serve them when they were going. Ay caramba! I know. It's, I just, it's just it's just pathetic. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I, who but. Man, oh man! To know that you're striving for an eternal reward, mm-hmm. to to okay, we mentioned this in jest and and fun at the very beginning of the podcast when we were talking about uh, forgiving one another, right? And when we are working with other people, which we do every day uh, in some form or another, and working with their personalities or working with their attitudes or whatever's going on in their lives and their their motives, or whatever the case may be, um, now that one of the toughest things to do is to look beyond their their eyes and to see mm-hmm. Jesus on the backside of them, on the other side of their shoulder, and as He's saying, "No, Steve, unto me, love them unto me, love them, and know that your reward in loving them unto me is is higher than what is the yeah, matter right exactly. now." Exactly. The the the. Now we are to have boundaries. I I don't I don't think that that's going so far to say just everything. You know we're we're to have boundaries. Uh, toxicity and different things of this nature are are another factor. We need to abusiveness and things of this, mm-hmm. this this type of thing is is completely different. But when we are working through something that might just be just happening at the moment, road rage or or uh, something that. Uh, it, it, that you're contemplating and doing, and you've got enough time to think about. Listen to Jesus and say unto me, "Do your actions as unto me, and I will go to the Father mm-hmm. because you have." Yeah, this is this is the beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's is. that's our that's our part of our race. That is what really. Where, honestly, if we're looking and we're thinking about maybe a long-distance runner, as you mentioned, the breath is just, we don't have any more.
1: Anybody that's ran knows that.
0: Right. So knowing that we just don't have any more to Mm -hmm. give, okay, look, it's not out of our own strength. It's the weakness and the strength in Jesus, our weakness in the strength of the one, the Messiah, who's overcome it all, Mm -hmm. where we gain yeah, this is where sure. we're supposed to yeah. be. It now that to say all that and to live it is another thing. But keep working. Yeah. Then that's exactly what you've just said with exercising your faith.
1: Yeah. So, well, and and we think about this and I always have strange thoughts, but well, I hope Harry carries in heaven. <laughs> I hope every day he leads us in a uh, squat the ball game. Take me out to the ball game. Here Let those. me hear you. Yep. And then every day, echoing through heaven, "Hello, boys and girls." <laughs> what about those cubbies? <laughs> to hear that for eternity every day. Uh, I, you know, that's just some crazy thoughts. But uh, I know, Rich, you just can't stand that
0: thought. But. Maybe it'll just be in, in Eddie's earpiece. <laughs> no, no. I think it'll be reverberating throughout heaven. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping maybe if that's the case that Rich's mansion will be in the same neighborhood as Harry's. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, in case we
0: digress, can you pray? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I better get out of here. Okay. I'm getting a little a little crazy. But... <laughs> okay. Thanks, God, for loving us. and We think about this. We I do thank you for m- moms, mothers, uh, mothers that believed in you, mothers that continue to pray for their children and model Christ, uh, model unconditional love. I, I guess in my experience in these 70 years, I, I, I think moms maybe have a handle on unconditional love, maybe even better than dads sometimes. So I, I just thank you for uh, those moms that's listening here I just ask a special blessing on them as they uh, pray for their children and uh, as they love them and, and try to steer them for Christ and, and the church and I, and I really am, am thankful for that and Lord as we think about Sunday and how we run the race it's, it's really important uh, because how we run really uh, sets up maybe how we're going to be in eternity uh, and I know Lord as we uh, move forward that there are, is a place for us in heaven in in the future during the millennium on this earth and we will be placed uh, in positions because of our faith and, uh, and I know Lord I just pray for uh, that we will all have um, gifts to give you when we stand at your feet that's a judgment seat that we might not suffer loss but because we're obedient to you, Holy Spirit, that we are building up uh, rewards in heaven, Lord, and we thank you for that. So, right now, Lord, I just pray for these folks that uh, hear this podcast, that uh, we continue to be your church, that we continue to do what you've called us to do on this earth. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for being with me
0: and uh, doing this podcast today. God is good, and uh, we do encourage you and urge you to continue to Uh, fight the good fight and to continue that race that God has placed before us. Uh, We thank you for joining us today and may God bless you richly in all things that you do and uh, we do claim that in Jesus' name. So uh, until next time, we'll say goodbye. Amen. See ya.